Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and welcome once again to the H and J Daily. Uh, here on uh, TalkSport. It's not on TalkSport, it's on uh, iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. But we are a TalkSport show, so that kind of works. Yeah. Um, Originally, yeah. it was on TalkSport. Yeah. Uh, we're going to bring you Richard Herring today, the uh, comedian, York City and Leeds fan, snooker player. Mm. Uh, he was on Good Form. He was telling us, about, yeah, telling us about his new show and, uh, and his podcast. And we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We covered yeah. some ground, various ground. All sorts of stuff. Just to give you a heads up, actually, the podcast, the daily podcast, as from next week, is going weekly. It, right. You'll get a bumper crop oh, yeah. uh, of a Thursday, and uh, you'll be able to download all the best bits of the week. It's been decided. Them upstairs, <laughs> yeah. and it's across the board, not just us. I think it's fair enough. So you're going to get a nice weekly dollop yeah. as opposed It'll be to longer. the daily It'll helping. It'll be longer than this yeah. one, so you won't be able to listen to it all at once unless you're really a masochist. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's what we're doing. So just to give you a heads up, if you're somebody who downloads the podcast on a daily basis, we'll go weekly. But for now, here's the best of today. <laughs> Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. Good and afternoon, I, I had a feast of entertainment last night oh, at Wembley. Feast. We had an edgy crowd, an edgy team, and it, it basically manifested itself in a very edgy game. And thank the Lord that uh, Watford were off their game because, man, were Spurs there for the taking Oh, last they night. certainly were. It was very interesting. Bill Leslie said at one point, he said, Watford have lost nine out of their last uh, ten away, but have an air of unpredictability about them. I thought, not mm. really. You can predict they're going to lose. But I looked on the positive as I left. I'd not been, I'd not been royally entertained, but you know, Tottenham off their game in that situation under pressure in most of my lifetime, well, certainly in the latter part of my year supporting them, would have folded, would have lost last night. But they've got more resilience. Well, if Richarlison hadn't been playing for about three years non-stop, yeah. he might have punished you, honestly. I know, How what a mess over the bar. Did- he had so many chances. The, the, one of the moments of the evening was that people were thinking, shall I leave early, shall I leave early? There might be another goal. Or anything could happen. But uh, it was the mass clunking of seats <laughs> yeah. at the moment when Musa Sissoko <laughs> drove that ball over the bar <laughs> on about 89 minutes. No, that's time to go now. Oh, yeah. We can safely go now. I, Musa's I, stuck I one over the bar. I watched it, really, the yeah. whole thing. I, I just watched intermittently in between the FA Youth Cup final. He's got to be one of the most hapless players in front of goal I've ever seen, Musa Sissoko. He's quite staggering, yeah. really. Yeah. Thank God he makes such a contribution in other areas of the all, pitch. Oh, no, he doesn't. He's all right for Newcastle. I don't know what happened there. He's not really worked out for well, Tottenham. Whoops, I think it was the, when they were dancing in the streets of Newcastle when we paid for him. I, I, we maybe should have read a bit I, more into I that. I do than we think, did at the though, time. that if Spurs uh, play like that against West Brom, they'll be in trouble. 
Well, I know. It's I, gonna, think, I think West yeah. Brom capable of beating them on that sort of form. But I think the circumstances last night, I mean, they were edgy. You know, mm. Chelsea breathing down there. They knew they had to get a result. And you could, you could sense that. You know, players like Dembele and Dai just giving away sloppy passes constantly. It's done. Not if you win on Saturday, it's done. Because then you'll be eight points ahead and there'll only be uh, there's still three games. I wouldn't be a tall surprise. I mean, Albion are fighting for their lives. So I, no, I wouldn't no, be a tall surprise if that ends up as a draw, which could, could keep the whole I'm thing alive. I'm fancying Albion in that one. I yeah, am. well, no, you could do. Yeah, could do. Could but do. I don't, I'm not automatically Tottenham sure. Tottenham look a bit leggy. They look a bit tired physically and mentally at the moment. Yeah, they but they've got to go again. And I think last night maybe will help them do that. It didn't, it didn't look great. But, you know, look, to be honest. I thought Hughes before. was good, Andy. Watford. Will Hughes. He yeah, had a good game, a, didn't he? He's a decent, player. decent yeah, player. he is. Good, in the, good to see him in the flesh. Yeah, but, Chelsea, you can't, you know, we lost 4-1 to Watford. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? How can you lose 4-1 to these? 3-0 at home to Bournemouth. They're in a to different one place then. point out of West Ham the whole season out of six. Don't well, deserve to finish in the top. We're going to talk four, about you? your kids uh, a little bit later on. You oh, watched that match, matter. yeah? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I picked out some World Talk with Dan Levine. I picked out some ones that I really think have got a chance. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about it, but it's a very complicated issue. And it's not as much... It's not these that played last night that need to be ready for the first team they're probably not you know it's no. the ones like the Loftus Cheeks those are the ones that have got to get their chance yeah. Tammy Abrams so you know. we're going to talk a bit later on about the philosophy of the, of the owner which is it's kind of Jekyll and Hyde really he's got two very different takes on what he really wants from the well, club he even... wants instant success and a brilliant youth structure that uh, so what, how, how do those two Kind of well, work. part of the youth structure is to f- is to is to combat financial fair play. It's to harvest players. It's to develop players and sell them on. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've got thirty eight on loan, thirty eight out on loan. You know, most of them aren't going to make it. Aren't good enough. But you've, you've still got to retain some, and especially with the Europa League. You, if you if you're going to be in that, which I think Chelsea will be, you need a big squad. Look, at United have got a big squad. Arsenal have got a big squad, and you can go far with that. If you've got a small squad like mm. Chelsea, you've got forget the Europa League because you just kill your league. Form you, you know, altogether. You, but what you really need, and we'll talk about this later, is a culture and an environment that allows a manager to feel like he can take chances and play kids, oh, of course. Uh, and not feel he's got to get instant success or he'll get the sack. Do with the director of football as well. That might help. But anyway, that's by the by. We'll have a chat about Chelsea mm. later on. Uh, Andy Murray's in the news, though. He's, oh, is he? he's, oh, got yeah. a, he's serving up a new career, says the uh, Daily Star. Is he really? As an artist. Yeah. Um, he's came up, came up with uh, images uncannily like those of Jackson Pollock. Uh, really? More like Jamie Pollock to me. I thought you were going down the rhyming <laughs> slang route. I was slightly no, they worried. D- they did that with the headline. <clears throat> I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. Fair no, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a bit of fun. What's the work like, Andy? What's it, is, it, uh, is it the sort of thing that Eric Dyer might like? It is. Sub, ever, ever since I found out he's Pollock. a fan of modern art, I, can see, I see him there in the midfield aimlessly passing the ball <laughs> to Watford thinking, you're thinking of the next Mark Rothko exhibition, aren't you? <laughs> you're thinking of your next little trip to the Tate Modern, Eric. Concentrate, mate. Pass to a white shirt. That's all I'm asking of you. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah, you may have missed it in the Sunday Times. He's 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 a polymath. He's a Renaissance man. He's uh, Eric. He's a man who'd rather go to an art gallery than uh, than a nightclub. Which I'm I'm all for. No, I'm I mean, all for that. I'm all too, for yeah, that. I but think that's um, good. Yeah. but uh, I don't want Rothko on his mind. But in in the hairy barely of the Premier League <laughs> midfield, I want him. I want him switched on. No, you do. Yeah. You'd be all right if they're playing Blackburn in those sort of shirts. They're a bit like a Rothko. Yeah, that's it. You know, if we played a team with a kind of great big smeared patterns, lots of maroons and stuff, that would, uh, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? We would, yeah. Lots of crimson. And uh, David Beckham's had some new tattoos. And, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think I felt that he didn't quite have enough, personally. So that's a good idea. It's his 50th tattoo, isn't it? There's something wrong there, isn't there, surely? I mean, you know, 51 he's got, 51. There's uh, something wrong there. Well, there is. And it's like not... a nan. Always 
got it? something right. He, he's got something wrong with him. Well, I think there there is something wrong with having fifty one tattoos on your yeah. body. I mean, it's, okay. it, there's something very strange about. I mean, that. it's not like he's he's, he's got Brooklyn's the kind of body you, you, you particularly wouldn't be happy with. You know what no, I mean? No, he looks fantastic. That he, that he's a cover. wonderfully good looking man. He yeah. is. You know, I'm not saying he isn't. He's had one on his scalp now, hasn't he? This is a, this is a tattoo on his the old scalp tattoo. One on his ear looks ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, but Brooklyn who's absolutely achieved nothing in his career whatsoever. Oh, okay. he, well, he hasn't. No need for that. He's he? got f- a young boy making well, his right, way. Well, he's not making his way. They write about him in the papers every day. He doesn't. It's not his fault, is it? Well, I don't know. Um, I'm not happy about it. And uh, he's got 15. If he's I was got 15 tattoos. I just go and have my whole face tattooed like that bloke I saw in Waterloo once. Oh, yeah, just yeah. like that. Full Fantastic. Tyson, but like full... And you think that, when that that chance to become the governor of the Bank of England backfires because, <laughs> but they because you him, had the old face tattoo. They couldn't tell him off, could they? They couldn't say to him, oh, what are you doing there, having the whole face tattoo? Mm. Who couldn't tell him off? The Be- Beckham's parents. What, mum and dad? Yeah. Well, I think they'd have a word. I'd have a quiet word. <laughs> I think, you know, if we didn't tell him first, you'd have a problem. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not right, really. Okay, well, I'm not, you're not, you're not, no tattoos planned for you then, Andy. We no, mentioned yesterday you're definitely. a man still trying to find your style, even in your later years, just trying to find a look that suits you. So, not a tattoo for you, no? No, I don't One on the neck? But I am going to stand in the uh, power pose, the Tory power pose. It's a good, yeah, it's, it's good, slightly it? wide-legged, isn't it? It's a touch of the Cantonars um, about it after he scored that chip. Well, somebody said that Cristiano Ronaldo waiting to take a free kick. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of that. What it. is wrong with these people, really? I'm fascinated by these people that advise politicians and say, you know what you want to do? You want to stand. Like, it makes you look fantastic. Yeah. No, it makes you look like an utter idiot. Okay, well, there we are. Political satire. It's not satire. It's just true. Tattoo though, isn't it? based. It's not normal. It's, it's not natural. Who stands like that naturally? Oh, I can give it a try. It doesn't <laughs> really work, does it? Doesn't, not really. Doesn't not on radio, really but you know. Okay. I, pre- I appreciated it. Well, thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, Ian Abraham's just tweeting pictures from the runway. They're shortly to take off. 25-minute delay, he tells her, off to Rome, of course. Uh, what a pointless picture from an egomania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, it's going to be good sport for Alan, though. Alan uh, Brazil and Dean Saunders will be there uh, on tomorrow and Thursday around the Liverpool-Roma game. Yeah, but, you know, I hope Alan takes advantage of Rome. It's a really beautiful place. Of course he, he will. He'll take advantage of the fine... <laughs> Red wine. Go out and I do believe. some features on the Vatican and places like that. Well, he may do. No, he's, no he's, he won't. He's having a bit of sport with the moose, so he's giving him some clog. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can expect that tomorrow morning. So, anyway, yeah, live on breakfast from Rome, Dean Saunders and Alan Brazil on the sports breakfast with the moose, of course, out and about speaking to the locals. Oh, they'll have fun. Uh, anyway, we've done the power pose. It's on, uh, you can have a look online. Yeah, so it's, it, it, yeah. we felt very powerful doing that. Yeah, it it's a, it's a woman called Amy Cuddy, C U D D Y, mm. who. Uh, basically advises people she did a ted talk on it did she really okay yes, we're going to, yeah. to, to learn how to stand properly yeah, basically i mean there are, obviously there are ways if you're kind of in on yourself and yeah. you know you look a, you don't look very confident that's not great in a politician but there's a balance between that and standing like ronaldo before a free kick isn't it's it not ideal is it balance. really no um <clears throat> what about uh no what was i going to say i've got I'm, no idea no i'm going to i'm going to say it now okay uh oh yes it's the daily stars world cup scare story you always love, love one of them yeah oh, this is brilliant I want to see Jerry Lawton at his finest. Mm. England football fans. Going they have one every day, don't they? Every, every day. day. Yeah. But they try to have one every day. We've had everything 
you can imagine. We've had um, we've had women groups of women hooligans. Yeah, we've had killer dogs. Killer dogs. Yeah, dogs being killed. We've had all sorts of stuff. Anyway, yeah. here it is. England football fans going to the World Cup in Russia have mm. been told to KO the BO or face fines. Mm. Officials have introduced pong penalties in a bid to this is rubbish isn't it? in a bid to clean up supporters at the tournament. Foul smelling fans using Moscow's three airports will be penalised for violating new rules of conduct. Anyone caught wearing smelly or stained clothes can expect a fine. I hope Moose doesn't wear that Neymar top that he wore <laughs> no. for 14 the, days in a row the in one Brazil. With, the one with a cleavage. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a great look, was it? A, be- oh, a beach bought knockoff uh, Brazil top, mm. yeah. Sleeping in terminal buildings has been outlawed. Mm. Bad news for talk sport. That's yeah. where they normally put us up. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. I asked, I've got one by the window. I didn't. I wanted the view by the window so I could see the runway. Fantastic. Fans. The good thing is they've been good to us this year because the arms come up on the chairs, <laughs> yeah, which true. means we can actually lay, yeah. lay out straight. Fans are also barred from dossing on benches, sitting mm. on the floor, riding on airport trolleys, and washing in public toilets. <laughs> So there you go. And guess how much the fine will be? It will be quite serious. Passengers who violate the new regulations will be hit with on-the-spot fines of up to 500 rubles, £5.77. Wow. <laughs> that could not it's almost be worth six. having BO for that. Yeah. <laughs> £5.77. Yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? Mm. Well done, the star texter who wrote this. Why is Ant and Deck never out of the papers? What's happened to your grammar? <laughs> really? Well, that's not, that's not helping either, Surely is Ant and Deck is, Surely is, you're also, is, is an R. They're, sure. not, they're not a single entity, are it's they? not called them Anton Deck, is it? <laughs> no. Not Anton Deck from Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> uh, also, by writing about them in the papers, they are appearing in the papers even more, <laughs> well, thanks to that true. bloke. He hadn't really thought that through. I, now, I, Andy, you often yeah. say to me, the secret to living over 100 years old, and we, we mm. whenever somebody reaches 100, we like to know how they did it. It's and porridge and whiskey. Porridge and whiskey. Some people say uh, a little nip of red wine every day. Some people, I've red wine. Other people have said, you mm. know, yeah. 50 cigarettes. And not many have said that. <laughs> but no, but they haven't said that. No of course, that would be wrong. Said that but <laughs> people have always got their own way of, yeah. of reaching mm. the grand old age and mm. getting the telegram from true, the Queen. Yeah. Um, so well done to Army veteran Major John Hamilton. He was uh, 100 uh, earlier this week. And uh, do you know the, what the secret for him is? Oh, no. Uh, no, tell me. Try and have three guesses. Three okay? guesses. It's, it's not porridge and whiskey. It's not porridge and whiskey. It's not red wine. Um, um, what is it? I don't know, actually. What could it be? A gin and tonic. Not a gin and tonic. No, go on. Have another guess. Um, lots of oily fish. Have another guess. Final one. Final one. For the one. fridge freezer. Um, don't know. I don't know. He's... Uh, you never supported a football team. No. It takes it, years off your life. No, funnily <laughs> enough, what it is, it's a 90-minute workout in the gym. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's basically keeping him incredibly fit. 90 minutes? Yeah, he does a 90-minute daily gym workout at 100 years old. Golly, that's incredible. That's in, yeah. Man, you, you that's can't, in, that's you can't impressive. That, can so there we are. That's the secret of long life, being fit. <laughs> and that will be 50 guineas, please. That's my consultancy <laughs> well, fee. Not bad. There's probably a university looking at this as we speak. <laughs> Have you seen this uh, thing about uh, who wants to be a millionaire? It's a new... Yeah, it's come up with, with whole, Clarkson, isn't it? Yeah, it's come up with a whole bunch of new rules. And one of them is, they you know, all the old things they used to have, which you did once, the, um, you know, ask, phone a friend. Oh, phone a friend. That's become something else, yeah. But they've now got one, ask the host. Mm. So if you're, like, really in trouble, you can play the ask the host card yeah but make sure you don't ask him about football because he knows nothing about that. what clarkson oh, that's, that's not his thing no, definitely not. so if it's about he car- it is, if it's it about isn't. cars you'd go for it i mean oh, yeah, he, if he cars, doesn't like yeah. you i mean i think there was a few times over the years when it was pretty clear that chris tarrant 
Dit wasn't massively keen on the contestant. <laughs> you imagine? It'd be a great way to stiff them, wouldn't <laughs> it? Would really? be, yeah, well, I'll ask you, Jeremy. <laughs> what about this? And you think, no, I don't like you, mate. You're not winning the money. So that's that's quite a high risk, isn't yeah, it? It's true. If you yeah. get bored with tonight's game, uh, Bayern versus uh, Real Madrid or Real Madrid versus Bayern, oh, yeah. we're here on Talk Sport. But if you get bored with it, you can mm. watch at eight o'clock. Top of the shop with Tom Kerridge. It sounds like a really mad program. This meat producers fight it out for a place in the final. Well, not literally. I don't know. They include oil rig worker Mark, who prepares and cures bacon from his home in Aberdeenshire. It's a strange idea for wow. a programme, isn't it? So it's people well, who prepare their own meats. I suppose so, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's quite hard to judge, though, isn't it? Really? Well, I, I, I don't know, Andy. I suppose you taste it like anything else, don't <laughs> I you? It's a bit like yeah. gymnastics. That's, a, that's, a, that's quite niche, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit niche, a bit really. niche, yeah. Oh, I, I, I might stick with a football. Um, yeah. Now, Sean Dyche was bemoaning the, 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 the other day that they'd not had a penalty all season, Burnley. Mm. Which is amazing, really, isn't it? When you well, think it's about not it. right, is it, really? And he was asked about it by the press. And he said, there's no point me talking about penalties. It's uh, well over a calendar year now. And I joked the other day, it would take cartoon capers. What is it about f- managers of a certain age that revert back to about 1946 or whatever it is? What is cartoon Well, capers? I've got no, it was probably a comic before Sean's dad was born, let alone Sean. He said it would take... Even I don't know what cartoon well, capers Well, that's how old it is. It would take cartoon cap- capers, and he explains, would someone hitting someone over the head with a club to get one. That would make a great you are the ref, wouldn't it? <laughs> We're using Burnley players. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I can see cartoon capers. What is cartoon capers, Andy? Well, it's, it's obviously it looks like a mag- an old comic from it 1969. Oh, nice. Maybe Sean did buy it as a young man, or maybe well, it was bought for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. there we are. Nobody being. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Brought down in the box, so as far as I can see, yeah. <laughs> on the cover. 
but that would be a fantastic, uh, you know, we've got a Burnley defender, uh, sorry, a Burnley attacker in the box. Ashley Barnes is in the box and suddenly is approached by, let's say, Ryan Shaw cross out of, and whacked over there with a club. Do you A, give a penalty? B, say to Sean, well, it's been well over a calendar year and you said it'd have to be Carter and Capers, but I'm, I'm not giving that one. C and the cameras, they all go off and no one picks it up. Yeah, well, it could be either. It could be. Uh, on the buses, co-writer Ronald Chesney, the great Ronald Chesney, has died. Yes, one for the kids. No, no, but the thing is, I'm fascinated because we we use the theme tune, don't we, for uh, on the buses for clips of the week. We've yeah. done for years, and we're both big fans. We once interviewed Olive from On the Buses. You know, she came in. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's so, right. We worked with her. We worked with her. I've yeah. got photos of her with me. Obviously, yeah. not photos of her. No, incriminating. <laughs> got photos, photos of, of Olive. That's why something. she's never dug the dirt. He's got photos of Anna <laughs> Karen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it was a legendary partnership. They, uh, they wrote over 70 shows. I never realised there were so yeah. many of them. Three movies. But the thing that fascinated me, because mm. I was reading his obituary... By the way, I ask you, Grant, this was a sitcom about uh, a bus driver and a bus conductor and a comedy inspector, which was huge in the huge. Uh, late 60s and early 70s. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I introduced it to my kids, and they love it. They liked uh, it? Yeah, I bought them a box set. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much of its time, isn't it? Really? Well, it was I mean, of its time, but they they quite like it. They, they probably they, see. I mean, Clippy's stand and I'd all imagine, that. They think uh, that's very funny. I would imagine human resources at, <laughs> at that bus garage might have got involved, <laughs> don't you? Really? Yeah, I think they might. Have done. They may have had a few. London Transport refused to cooperate with the production because they thought it would make bus drivers and bus excuse me, <coughs> bus drivers and uh, and conductors, conductors look stupid. So they had to find another bus company, which they did. Mm. But the the thing about it, the only reason I mentioned it, is there's still now, you, you say it's an old thing, there's a fan club with 15,000 members. Of the, of the sitcom, really? Yeah. So there's an On the Buses fan club. Wow. What do you get? What do you get? You get a little Blakey moustache. <laughs> Blakey moustache, yeah. I think you get Newsletter. that in the kit. Yeah. You know, they yeah. still have fan clubs. Footballers don't still have fan clubs, do they? Well, I suppose they have fan. Well, they got them on the buses fan club. But no, but you know, the, the fan club used to be a big thing. It didn't was, it? Yeah, yeah. Kids are used the Beatles to Beatles fan club. Like, if you wanted to be in the, I don't know, Alan Brazil probably had a fan club. He probably did. Yeah. Do you think Alan did in Ipswich, where people would uh, yeah. join and uh, and I don't know what he'd, I don't know what he'd send. You'd have a little kit. You'd get like a membership card, <laughs> yeah. and you get a newsletter from Alan every mm, month about right. what what he's been up to. Yeah, you get a sort of like uh, some makeup so you can make your face look like Alan, nice and red. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did. But uh, was you ever in a footballer's fan club? And what did you get? What did you get for your fiver? Because they charge you for yeah. it. Get one of those comedy stomachs. <laughs> let us know. If you join the fan club, sport or otherwise, let us know. Talksport.com. You, you can answer to him, not me. Talksport.com. You know, he can't hear. He never <laughs> listens to oh, He'll track you down. He likes Ken Dunn in the afternoon. He yeah, he likes, I do love a piece of... Uh, classic FM. I love a bit of classic FM, yeah, when Pinky and Perky are on. Anyway, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to SH&J. He was introducing yeah. somebody... Who was it? Oh, Shard Khan, that's right, when he yeah. went with the sale of Wembley. Yeah. And he's introduced a clip and said, and here he was, back in September when he was interviewed by Pinky and Perky he didn't even say who we were <laughs> that's the audience being who <laughs> talking finally of Shard Khan he's been talking about Wembley isn't he and uh, he says he wants to put a roof on it maybe we'll come back to that later on um, mm. but uh, he also said you know I want England to play there he said because uh, I, I don't want to affect the soul of the stadium don't worry, Shard, it hasn't got one, mate. <laughs> You're thinking of the old stadium that did, not the new one that hasn't. You Isn't can't you can't make what? this stadium any less what soulless than it already is. What is that about? Because I love the old Wembley, even though know. it's a bit of a dump. But, you no know, idea. I don't know. It's funny, We've got to go. Uh, we, we'll okay. come back to indoor stadiums a little bit later on. But if you're in a fan club, let us know. What was it? What did you get? 
for your fiver, for your postal order, which you probably sent all those years ago. Talksport.com, text 81089. That could be a penalty. Tweet TS8 <laughs> and Jake. Cartoon Capers. Andy's fan Cartoon Capers. More on that later. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Talks me and Jacobs here on Talk Sport, mate, and welcome return to the studio now is uh, comedian Richard Herring. Good to see you, Richard. Hello, How are you? lovely to be back. Yes, uh, you are uh, at the uh, South Bank Centre's Queen Elizabeth Hall uh, later this week in Ofrig, I'm 50. I am, yes, unbelievably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, every decade you'll be, well, hopefully we'll, we'll, you'll be coming back to us when you're doing Ofrig, I'm 60. Well, uh, there might not be, it might begin with S, that word. Yes, but, I say uh, it would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, I do, do a joke about saying I'll do this every 10 years. Uh, so welcome to the penultimate instalment of the franchise. So uh, we'll see, but you never know. You never know. Might so be what, a... is the show just about... Your 50 years on earth, or since 40 to 50? Uh, it's sort of comparing me to 40. So I did a show about turning 40, mm. and um, and my life has been very different. In that. Basically, halfway through that year, I turned 40, I met my wife, and everything sort of changed and turned around. But before I met my wife, I was in a bit of a state and, and behaving in a dissolute Paul Hollywood fashion. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so it's a bit about comparing that and, and, and contrasting and, and how how your priorities change and how... Things fall apart a bit as you get older. I don't need to tell you guys about that. Yeah, oh, no, indeed. You can see it. You can see it actively <laughs> happening. You, but you got married, had kids. You yes. sort of moved, moved house a couple of times. Yeah, I moved out to the countryside. And yeah, two kids. So it's about you know, it's a little bit about being an older dad, but it's not uh, you know, it's 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 not, it's not too. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not that kind of. Aren't my kids great? It's quite the opposite. Uh, but uh, but I am enjoying being a dad. And uh, but yes, yeah, as always, it's sort of me looking at. My, I don't really do observational comedy in the sense of isn't this what it's like for everyone? I talk about myself and hope that people can resonate with some people. But it's a little bit philosophical. But it's a lot about me fantasizing about. Um, becoming intimate with puppets from CBBS and that sort of thing you know that is my usual take on yeah you got a crush you got a crush on one well I, well I've got a crush on a human on CBBS which is Rebecca from oh yes CBBS. Of course, yeah, and then and then I thought for the sake of my marriage I should make it a bit safer so then I became attached to Fenella from the Furchester hotel who's within my own age range as well she's a middle-aged Muppet so that is fair enough I'm not sick I wouldn't go for one of the younger Muppets uh, and and um, uh, and in the end I got invited because I wrote about it in the Metro when I was writing for that mm. paper so I got invited with my family to the studios which was a bit weird yeah you think after all the bbc have been through they were a bit cautious about yeah. inviting they basically i'd say like how much i fancied and wanted to be intimate with a Canella, you would think they would keep me away from the studio sure. but they said come along have it have your fill fill your boots <laughs> um and so they were very so they i do a routine about that which is nice but they were great the puppeteers were amazing and yeah, crazy but, uh, uh, well my daughter doesn't you know that's the thing i was yeah. more into the furchester hotel than my daughter at the time my daughter was a bit young at the time to mm. really be into it so she was a bit scared uh, and uh, yeah, she doesn't really like the show. I couldn't really tell them that she didn't really like the show very much. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, was well, I was only watching it for you know entertainment purposes yeah. of a different kind. We were talking about fan clubs uh, earlier on, because oh, yeah. uh, and, and, and Gab Cancello, one of our listeners, was telling us he was a member of the Thompson Twins uh, oh, yeah. fan club. I mean, <laughs> yes. you, did you ever in your? I mean, I, I, you strike me as a fan clubby sort oh, of bloke, Richard. I, 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 I think I was in the Sabutio fan club. Oh, really? I used to play Sabutio against myself endlessly, but on my own. So. Yeah. Very like the snooker commentating? thing that we talked about before. <laughs> I probably did commentate. And I, <laughs> Leeds United, I support at the time, always. I'd do all the divisions with the little, remember the little calendars, the little uh, oh, yeah, chart the ladders, league, league tables got in yeah. 
shoot. Yeah. I would do that, and I'd do not quite the full league fist. I think I did 15, 16 teams instead of 22. You're well ahead of your but time. But I did a lot. You play a full like season across manager. all four divisions. Yeah, all four divisions, and the Scottish divisions, and You're the World Cup, child. and the European Cup. <laughs> and there were only five-minute halves, I think, so it wasn't quite... It wasn't <laughs> not the full 90. Well ahead of your time, though. I mean. but, and also, just I would make which team I wanted to win, win. So it was just a... Oh, yeah. So was I was cheating. a Spooter fan club. I was Probably more into comedy days, and yeah. stuff, so I, didn't, I wasn't really into music. I don't think I'd have been in any band fan clubs. Right. If there'd been a Monty Python or a Young Ones fan club, I would have been in, in Did comedians, comedians had fan clubs? Has there been that kind of thing? Or was that done on? I, I mean, you, you sort of feel like the goodies might have done, don't Yeah, you? the That's old the school of, that, ones that, that might They might have done, but I don't think so, no. Well, was it, I mean, your show, was it Fist of Fun, wasn't it, with Stuart? Yeah. I mean, that had a sort of cult following, didn't it? Well, that's because I think we both grew up as... We were fans of stuff, so I was a big comedy fan, and Stuart was and, you know, more of a music fan, but did mm. like comedy as well. So we, we'd both written to... I mean, Stuart had written to The Fall, and I think they'd written back to him, and... And so we were very conscious of how much it meant if you got like a postcard back from the people you like. So mm. we did, yeah, people were sending stuff in. Mm. So we were very interactive. We were sort of an internet show really just about as the internet was beginning, but before the internet was beginning. And it was very, yeah, people sending stuff in and, and joining in. So, mm. And they've stayed very loyal, those few people who watch that show. They still come along, they still come <laughs> along and see it. So that's nice. Now, I know, I know a few of these facts about you, not from okay. the, the press info, but from your uh, Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Oh, I'm yes. a big fan and you have fantastic guests on there. Yeah, it's and, been amazing, uh, yeah. you, uh, Becky's on the decks uh, with us today. She's a big fan. And she was saying, must ask Richard about... Uh, Brian Blessing oh, God, because man. that mm-hmm. has gone viral with a clip of that a little video clip of that has got quite huge yeah yeah well you know they usually get around about 20,000 views on YouTube they go out as audio podcasts and most people listen to yeah. them on audio but they all get filmed uh, and a couple of them have gone up to 50, 60, 70 and a few or 100,000 but yeah the Brian Blessed within a week was up to 50 I haven't checked it recently but it's an amazing thing I mean it's just the Brian Blessed show as mm. I thought as I knew it would be but because I'd built up for eight I was all asking people about him for years and trying to get him on mm. for quite a long time mm. and so he finally came on I think he was suspicious about what it what, what it was <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but he had the time of his life was amazing just basically did part of his show I think and then got this huge rapturous standing <laughs> ovation at the end but it was like really being part I didn't have much to do with it but that was part <laughs> That was part of the funniness of it. I was sort of I, sat I, in the back. Yeah, it's like, worth watching because he, he does, like, he's he does like to talk, doesn't he? He does, yeah. but he's and he's amazing. And he did all his stories. I was try, I was hoping to get a bit more new stuff out of him, but but he's so good at telling the stories. Doesn't he know he the Dalai Lama or something? Yeah, I think he played football against the Dalai Lama or something like that. Or darts. No, that was Philip Lama. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, Philip uh, Lama. The Brian Munich. Kid. Probably was. Probably was. He had a Picasso paint. He met, he met Picasso when he was a child. He says really, uh, and and said, "Prove your Picasso." And Picasso drew him a dove, and he said. Oh, that's rubbish and threw it away is, is his story <laughs> worth 50 million pounds yeah. now uh, so it's, it's all stuff like that and mm. I ask in that podcast have you ever seen a Bigfoot that's one of my questions that I ask everyone I yeah. thought this is going to pay off with Brian Blessed who has seen a Bigfoot but I asked him the question and then he started talking about something else. so that's how much he's got to talk, talk about that you ask him a question like that that he has an answer Has to. he still got the... We were talking about beards. Yes. Before, has he still got the big... Um, fine beard. He's, yeah, and he was an amazing man. He's 81 years old, an incredible amount of energy. Mm. Uh, and, you know, very... You know, it's, it's lovely to see someone, you know, playing around with the truth, possibly a little bit. But uh, yeah. he delivered a baby on Richmond uh, oh, yes, Common. That, yeah. bit the umbilical cord. Wow. What a life. Um, like Alice Cooper. What a life he's had. That's not <laughs> ideal, people, is it, really? just, I mean, you've had a, a real kind of who's who of comedy and people, lots of different entertainers have been on the podcast. Yeah. And people you'd still 
You're still trying to get. I mean, there are loads of people who aren't, aren't that keen to do it. Who would love to get on, like Daniel Kitson, who won't, and and Chris Morris are quite suspicious to think of doing something they're not in control of. Mm. Uh, I'd love to get someone like Michael Palin, any of the Pythons, really, but yeah. I've, I've had no luck on on that yet. I think like sometimes the left field ones that uh, just the other the series we were talking about getting the Chuckle Brothers on who have suddenly got their own series again. Yeah. So yeah. Someone like the Chuckle Brothers, if they're prepared to talk openly, might be really interesting. So I tell what I found. I mean, it's 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 very light hearted, but the there was one that you did one with Louis through a while. This is a very serious subject. Where you did one with Louis through, and it was the first time he kind you anybody had really talked to him about revisiting. The idea of Jimmy Savile yeah, and his yeah. relationship mm. with him. And he then went and made that hour and a half documentary. Yeah. But some of those fundamental questions he asked in that were kind of questions you asked in that podcast. Yeah, I yeah. a bit of a catalyst for that, actually. Well, yeah, and we went, in fact, we that week we both went and then watched, there was a play with uh, Alistair McGowan being Jimmy Savile yeah. on, and, and we both went and watched it together. So it was, it was, it was he, he was obviously having to process that himself as well. And that's where I think the podcast mm. comes into its own, because it's so long form. That you can talk for an hour, hour and a half sometimes, and so you can actually get into a meaty subject and not be scared that the news is coming up, or that you know, sure, or that, yeah, yeah. Or no, that someone's going to take sound bites out. So the whole thing gets put out. That's that's the beauty of the podcast, I think. And so you do get kind of big revelations from people. And, and you know, he was he was interesting because he was trying to Louis through me and ask. You know, he yeah. I think he was sort of half thinking about trying to follow a aging comedian around and see and see. And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah, no. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> He's picked out as the. Is, the is it weekly? Does it come out weekly? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, we record, record a couple of weeks and then they and they basically go out for about forty weeks of the year. Yeah, yeah so um, which you know, it's, and then we're doing them around the country a little bit. I'm doing a couple, uh, in, I'm doing one in the Cliff Festival and one in Wells. But we might, I might, I'm not. This is my last tour, the stand-up show I'm doing now for a little while. So okay. I, might, I might tour the podcast. not ever. Are you doing like an ever? I don't think it's gonna be ever. Yeah. But I just, it's you know, again, it's just being a bit older and, and having the family at home. It's much harder to. So you're not doing Edinburgh go. this year. I'm not gonna do Edinburgh for uh, you know, for, and this is the. It'd be the first time I haven't really tried to put together a, sh- a new show for for a long time, even wow. even when I've redone shows sometimes. But um, yeah, so I'm going to take it. I've toured every year since the <clears> 2000 <throat> was the last time I didn't tour, so it's it's. I think it's I'm due a year off. And what about the snooker podcast? Yes. Me one and me two. I haven't done too many this year. Yeah. I've got because we moved and the snooker table's now in the attic and it's oh. much more accessible than it used to be. So I should be doing more, but yeah. I've been. It's sort of one of those things when I've got a lot in which I have at the moment it seems to slide into the background a little bit. Because that was if, effectively the podcast you playing against yourself in a frame of snooker, yeah, wasn't and it? commentating on it. And it's you know we've done about eight. I would say we, but that's how much <laughs> I take it. Schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, we've done about uh, eighty, I think now. So wow. yeah, I w- I'd like to do it weekly. I tried to raise a million pounds by Kickstarter to to build a you know a, a, like a crucible, a yeah. crucible thing. Yeah. And how much so did, did, come you, and watch, did you get? It much? got to a hundred thousand, but you don't get any of the money unless you, oh, you hit the target. Get, okay. So it was a joke. So I was a bit scared when it sort of because I said I'd go anywhere in the country and give them a snooker table and play snooker. Wow. But it was like five grand. It would probably be worth doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, probably would. But I think a lot of people joined in knowing their money was quite safe. I think. <laughs> And uh, we, we, you mentioned Leeds United. You were a Leeds fan, but you were, I was you... Leeds when when I was young, and then I moved over to York City, which yeah. is the most terrible uh, thing to be. They haven't been relegated this season, at least, but they've had a couple of terrible, yeah. terrible seasons. Whether they survive or not, I think they've just let nine players go, uh, and that, as they stay in the. They're conference in the conference north. north. Our, yeah. our producer is a Torquay fan. He has yeah. just gone into the conference south. From uh, this is it's, it's, it painful. Hurts, it's painful. It's painful. Well, it's bad enough. He's to go gone back. regional. We, we got out of the conference <laughs> and then back into the conference, and then you know I don't know if there's any way back now. My brother sported Halifax. The same thing happened to them. I think they're back in the conference now. But oh, we. 
Um, yeah, it's very, very sad. It's tough. I watched the, them beating Arsenal 1 0 from the 1980s again the <laughs> other day today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in all jury I <laughs> So, uh, you can see Richard at the uh, Queen Elizabeth Hall on the South Bank on the 4th of May in Ofring. I'm 50. And you can download the podcast from wherever you normally get your podcast. Do recommend it. It's good listening. Lots of, they're all there. I mean, you've got yeah, there's yeah. hundreds. Well, there's yeah, probably... there's a, yeah, there's like 180 or something yeah. of those as well. Yeah. Wow. So, and then we keep, keep we're doing another series of those in September, like October, November. So it'll keep on coming as long as people keep coming. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, good to see you as always. Thank Thanks you. Yeah, in. Thanks for having me. Uh, Richard Herring. There's Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. More fan clubs. This one comes from Gribbs. I was in the Steve Grizovich fan club. <laughs> really? I got a few newsletters <laughs> and player info. Then one day, to my amazement, I received a signed photo which I cherish to this day I'm now 38 so uh, yeah Oggy sent him a signed picture as well he made it personal what more could you want what a lovely touch you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport there we are that was uh, this afternoon's show and we return tomorrow uh, reflecting looking back as Alan would say on the football looking forward to Liverpool's big night in Rome Reflecting on the fact that Alan might as well not have gone to Rome. <laughs> Bit harsh. He'll be loving it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for downloading us. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.